Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And hanging out with me for the to help out with hosting is Kristen. I thought you were going to say that with like a Scottish accent, like Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> with Kristen. And Kristen's here. Okay. And she's here. We How should do a go? podcast where each of us picks like an accent and just tries to keep stay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would live for that. I love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay, and as you hear, there's also some else in the ring with us, and it's Emily. Hello, hello, hello. Emily. <laughs> this Emily. is more like a wrestling. This is wrestling introductions, I think. MMA, what are we called? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, you guys may not know this, but when we when we podcast, we have a lot of questions. Um, I a lot of questions come to my mind. Um, that may be travel related, but they don't have much to do with the topic at hand. And so, you know, so I have all these questions for the ladies. But I just don't have a chance to ask them. And in between our podcasts, the last actually year, we have not been physically together. So it's not like I can walk by and say hello to these gals every day and ask them these random questions. So since we don't have an opportunity to chat much, I thought it would be really fun to ask these travel-related questions to get them off of my chest. It'd be cathartic for me. Um, <laughs> and ho- I'm, hopefully you guys have a few questions yourself. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to ask these burning questions on today's podcast. Um, I limited my uh, questions to only three for the sake of time. Um, and the ladies have the opportunity uh, have opportunity to do the same. So hopefully there'll be softball questions. <laughs> They're going to be hard ones. Yeah. Um, so while we're getting our questions ready, here's a quick word from our sponsor. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Hey, so questions, 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 questions. So let's start out with questions for Kristen. Grayford, are you ready, Kristen? I'm here. I'm in my corner. The coach is rubbing my shoulders. I have a towel around my neck. There are no wrong answers, I think. So, so these are some of the questions. Because, uh, Kristen, this is one of those things that I just always randomly wondered. Because I had this situation. Because you work. Uh, you travel a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. Or <laughs> you used to before COVID. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the same thing when I used to open up franchises. So did you, do you communicate a lot to your husband when you travel? I mean, like, and how, like, what do you, how do you, how do you arrange for that when you're in different time zones? Yeah. I would, first I would say I'm like pretty much constant communication. Like, I, I feel like it's 
when you're traveling alone, you still want to share things. So it's like always taking pictures and texting and like, you know, stream of consciousness thoughts. Um, but when it's the time zone, yeah, it's usually like a just barrage of text messages. And then I go to sleep. And when I wake up, I have all a barrage of responses. <laughs> so, and that's usually, I don't think I've ever been anywhere where we completely like miss each other. Um, there's usually at least a few hours where someone's getting up and someone's going to bed. And it actually, he's, he's a night owl. So he stays up pretty late. So even if it would be normally like a sleep time, um, he's, he's probably awake for a while so we can talk. Um, I also have a WhatsApp group with him and my mom. So whenever I travel, I'm always there like I landed or I'm in the airport now or whatever. And um, it makes me feel better. That's my last whereabouts. Are you stepping away from your mic by chance? I am not. Is it all crackling? You're kind of fading in and out, which is. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Maybe the cord. It is what it is. Um, so do you send lots, do you, so like when I used to travel, the thing is way back when, um, we didn't have text messages with photographs Mm -hmm. and if you did text, it was on the keyboard. It's like you hit the one three times for the C and and then, and so I used to, you know, the thing is I would take a lot of photographs with a film camera, bring them back and show her, but do you take pictures and send them? to show your I mean do you do that type of thing with WhatsApp or oh yeah oh yeah it's like even um you know on the plane of like my plane food or I remember um my husband is a Angels fan and I landed in the Japan the Tokyo airport and you know Shohei Otani uh is Japanese he plays for the Angels so they had all these pictures of him up everywhere so I'm just taking selfies even in the airport when I landed to like show him so that's amazing okay that kind of runs into my question for you yeah remember when we did our quiz like what type of traveler we are quiz like a week or two ago um you mentioned that you're you will like you're totally into like the instagram photo ops sort of situation which i am too so how like how maybe not how how many how many photos do you usually take at like one location or are you like, are you going to take no, like I will not judge you at all. Cause I, if it's like a good location, I will take 20 plus photos or like, are you just going to take like one or two and then you're good and move on to the next place? Like what's your photo taking? And then which ones do you choose to share or delete? I mean, <laughs> so it completely varies on literally what's happening there at that moment. So I am embarrassed at like how much I like Instagram. And <laughs> I never want to be that person in public who's like holding people up and being ridiculous and taking a million photos. So if there are a lot of people around or anything like that, I'll just take one or two and, and pray it works out. And if it doesn't, then I'll, you know, get someone somewhere else. But if there's not a lot of people around or I can strategically like hide myself from people, um, I, it's endless. And my, <laughs> my husband or my sister will be there to like me check that. Nope. Nope. Gotta do it again. It. At least they support you. They're like willing to take more photos for you. Uh, not with oh, a well. smile on their face. But they'll still do it. <laughs> it's not like they just won't do it anymore. Um, and then no. follow up question when you're by yourself, cause you used to travel you know, mm-hmm. as a solo traveler, do you take selfies like yourself or do you 
would you ask people to take them for you or do oh, you like, God. set the timer and then like because I'll do the timer photos but sometimes I'm just standing there <laughs> I've had a mix um and I I hate asking people to take my photo even of like a group I will mm-hmm. not be the one to go can you take our picture for us I hate it so I would never do that um I've done a mix of selfies and timers and I think the most embarrassing thing in the world is when you set a timer and you pose and then someone comes out of nowhere because <laughs> you thought you were alone and then someone's watching you pose in front of your own camera. Yes. <laughs> I actually got this awkward photo of me in Tangier in Morocco that's even posted and I have this weird look on my face because I'm, I realized like, okay, I don't know if I hit the timer or if it like just hit and I ran over and um, then people showed up. So I was like, well, I can't try that again. That was just it. <laughs> it just is what it is. Oh, <laughs> I got to tell this really quick story. Yeah. So um, it, I think I saw this on Reddit or something like that. But there's this couple who got married. And um, when they were talking, you know, they, they got they were dating and they got, you know, and all that type of stuff. And they were kind of saying, hey, you know, um, you know, I went on vacation, let's say China. It's like, well, I went to China. It's like, I was there too. It's like, oh, what, what, when were you there? I was there in 19, or let's say 1999. It's like, huh, I was there in 1992 or 1999 too. It's like, oh, what month? And they kept on finding out. It's like, oh my God, 10 years ago, we were, you know, whatever, 20 years ago as kids, we were in the exact same city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started finding, looking for their photos, and they found each other in they each did. other's photos yeah. in the background. That's, That's so awesome. Crazy. And I was—I've like, always <laughs> thought about that kind of thing, and like, I am the person where, like, we, you know, that's got to happen to someone. Like, we should check. Although other people are usually like, "There's no way," like, but I'm like into that kind of thing, and would like go through all my photos to look. I and used, I actually oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was on a trip to Paris to meet with like for work. And the girl that I met with there, one thing led to another. And we found out we both, she, I studied abroad at her university in France, in Bordeaux. And we were there the exact same time. And that's when it was like, I'm going to go through all my photos and see if I find you. But (laughs) But that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. I went, you know, uh, I always go to lots of conventions and back in the day, it's just like I would take photographs of like cosplayers and stuff like that. And I see other people taking pictures of the same cosplayers and like put them up online. And I've always looked as like, I wonder if they see I'm like in the crowd and mm-hmm. I've never found a picture of me in the crowd. But I was like, you know, the, the, the odds are strong quite often, you know, but it's never happened yet. Well, you know, my sister does a ton of cosplaying, so... She might be in some of your photos, or you might be in the background <laughs> of some of hers. So I should really. Okay, I so if you, I, I actually found it. Married couple discovered they were pictured in same photo eleven years before they met. Wow. And and so just look it up because this woman is like they got a picture of this woman, and like she's sitting on a, like a stool or something in front of like something well known, and in the background there's this guy kind of posing. Um, way back in the background and then he has the same photo of his parents or someone taking the picture of him in the photograph amazing so question two let's see 
Uh, this is not a serious one, but I'm kind of curious. What's the worst bathroom you've ever encountered, Kristen? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I have encountered some things that are barely more than like a hole in the ground. Where are um, Like India. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's fine as long as you're going number one, um, which is all I've ever had to do. But I would, I don't mean to be bougie, but I don't know how I would do anything else. <laughs> um, but I've, I mean, honestly, I've come across some pretty bad bathrooms here. Like the public <laughs> in California, like those are at the bottom of the barrel. Where? I mean, like public beach bathrooms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are so bad. Um, those are some of the worst bathrooms I've ever been in. Um, and I'm definitely not used to squat toilets. So even if oh. they are like like in the Japanese subway, like that was all there was. They didn't have like a seat toilet. The Western, yeah. Um, the Western, yeah. And so like they're clean, they're sanitary, everything, everything's great. But like I don't know how to use this. So it's like really difficult for me. So God, but in a different way. That's why I'm very happy to be a guy. Oh, yeah. I always envy when whenever there's a dirty bathroom, I'm always like, I wish I was a dude. I wouldn't have to, like, it would be less of an issue. <laughs> you know, lots of times I go, I've gone into bathrooms where I, like, use the bathroom and I look at the sink and it's so dirty. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance with my own germs. I'm not going to touch that sink. <laughs> I think the sink is worse than me. So, <laughs> okay. And then uh, the last question, Kristen, just because you've flown so much, have you ever had a chance to fly first class? I have. However, it was not like a great, like a long international flight where it was like, oh, this is like luxury. Um, I think it was, it was like somewhere from like the Midwest home. So it was like a three hour flight or something. So don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's better than economy, but it's, it's not like what you would experience doing like some transatlantic flight. Not that I can recall. I just remember because I, I, I think I was platinum with United and there's a few times where I could have gone first class just because I was platinum. It's just mm-hmm. like, it was kind of a bother. You had to get up in line and there's a bunch of other people. And I just kind of like, ah, it's not worth it. And now I look back, it's like, yeah, I probably it was worth it. it. You get free alcohol. Up there. Yeah. I was just feeling so lazy. So I just took my seat with the great unwashed masses. <laughs> you, seen that Seinfeld episode where Jerry and Elaine travel and Elaine's in coach and Jerry's in first class and the whole episode's just a joke about the differences between them and um, it's hilarious and you guys are probably both love it but like when they're deciding it's like there's one first class seat left and it's like who should get it and Jerry's like well Elaine have you flown first class before and she's like no and he's like okay well then I should get it and she's like how does that make sense he's like He's like, I've flown it before. I know what I'm missing. It makes it that much worse. But you don't know what you're missing. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad for you. Oh, and I feel like that, like, once you do fly it and you know what you're missing, you're like, oh, I wish I was up there. That is too funny. <laughs> um, okay. I realized that I only asked you those photo-related questions. So um, a 
question I have for you is what is your day bag of choice when you're traveling? Like, do you bring a backpack or a purse or are you just like nothing, just a phone and cash (laughs) or not even cash, a card? Ideally, nothing. Mm -hmm. I hate carrying things around, um, even in like normal life. Um, especially because I feel like for too long, like all through college, I wore it. What was really in vogue were like the shoulder messenger bags. Yeah. And it would put so much weight on the one shoulder and then you would switch it. And I really feel like I messed up my shoulders from that. And so it's like, it's always so uncomfortable to like carry back that or purses on one side. Um, so I prefer nothing. The best, the ideal situation is you have someone in your party who has a big backpack that you can shove all you want into it and they don't mind carrying it. That's funny. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. Ideally, nothing. Because I, I don't, I, I'm, I usually, oh my God, there's like a huge goose on my neighbor's lawn. A goose. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's, it's why anyways, that (laughs) was just really, um, okay. I would love if someone has a backpack that I can just put like everything in and then I just have my phone to take the photos, but I want is accessible, right? Yeah, exactly. I usually end up carrying my own thing though. Cause I'm just like, it's my stuff. Yeah. You got your stuff. I know I'll feel bad, <laughs> but like sometimes I want to bring the Polaroid cause you think it'd be so right. cute to get a Polaroid here, but then is it worth it to it's carry this so Polaroid like, around? Clunky. Like there's, it's just so yeah. big. Yeah. I know. All right. So. All right. Um, I think I got all my three questions in. All right. You guys were easy. Those were softball questions. <laughs> these are, I mean, these are actually the strange questions. It's like, oh, I wonder if she's ever, fl- you know, did she have an opportunity to fly first class? But, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with going to Japan. So it's like, <laughs> and as, as sidetracked as we get, sometimes it's too sidetracked. I feel like even with, because, you know, when you get status with airlines, you like will get automatically bumped up at, you know, People aren't there, whatever. It's just, it feels like everyone has status now that it is harder and harder to get any of those perks. <laughs> have you have you seen the Bill Burr thing on this? No. No. What do you think? Oh, my God. Bill Burr's like, he just like, okay, so I've worked hard my whole life. And so now it's like I've, I've become, you know, like elite status. And so, like, I get to the plane and it's like, oh, I'm going to get on first. And then it's like, okay, you know, it's like we're first going to board, um, you know, seniors and you know, handicapped oh, yeah. right. and, yeah. you know, children. It's like, well, okay, I, I get it. It's like, and then we're going to, um, is there any military out there? It's like, <laughs> okay. And then he's just going on and on. It's like, oh my, and he's like, you know, cause he's turning red. He's starting to yell and stuff like that. It's like, oh my God. You know, it's like, who's going to be next on that plane? You know, he just, he just rages out about. Yeah, like even with first class, you're still basically boarding last. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> first, exactly. Yeah. He goes, and he just goes on and on and on. And it, it's, it's very funny observational comedy. Yeah. Rude, but very funny. Well, it's dumb anyways, because it would make more sense to load the back of the plane first. Right. I don't know why they do it the way they do. I know, because you need to make your first class people feel so special, but it slows <laughs> everyone down. Well, you know what? There was, there was actually um, 
airplanes companies have figured this out they actually did these different models and essentially let's say all the window seats are c seats mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is everyone who's in a window seat get on the plane now and then they get on and they go to the windows everyone in the middle seats get on now and they go and then the Action. aisle seats but yeah. the thing is just people i mean like how many times have you gone this like people are boarding on the wrong group they're you oh know, yeah and then people are late and you miss your boarding group and yeah yeah, yeah i know yeah it's so i mean like well half of it is people just won't listen to instructions mm-hmm. or that oh, yeah. one person who keeps on walking up and the person's like no this is not your, you know the eight gate agents like no go back to the end of the line yeah. Well, I love when they do that. I get mad when I see someone who shouldn't be there and they just let them through. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that too. Follow the rules. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. All right. Who's up next? Zen up? Sure. We're attacking Zen. Please be softball. Please be softball. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like you you must have a story about this. Have you ever missed a flight? Oh, uh, all the time. Okay, well, we got to hear a good story because there's only good stories about missing flights. <laughs> so I'll kind of mix in a couple. Is Have you ever been to the Dallas airport? Yes. Yes. It's the As most, a layover. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> convoluted airport if you're trying to get – because there's like three different areas. And then when you – get like they have like a train from section to section mm-hmm. you know so i land i got a couple minutes and i get into one section and it's like okay you need to be in the b section okay so i jump on the train and then they put you into that next section and of course the the gate that i need to be is on the opposite end so you know i got my bag and i'm running i got a suit on i'm yeah. sweating and yeah. you know and just as i get up to the gate they close the gate, of course. <laughs> they uh, always course. close the gate. And it's like, can I, it's like, sorry, sir, we've closed the gate. It's like, F-A-A just open it. <laughs> I know. It's, and it's just like, oh my God. Why? You know, it's like, if I had known, you know, like I wouldn't, it, it took me something like 10 to 15 minutes to go from one plane to another. And then I'm sweating. I'm in a suit. I'm uncomfortable. Um, it was just horrific. But I, you know, these are short stories, but I think the worst thing was like, I've had planes where I've missed. So like, I, I want to say I was actually in Ohio. And so I was in Ohio and at this time United was one of the more reliable carriers. So like from Ohio to get back home, you had to go to Chicago, then from Chicago, then I would go to LA and then LA sometimes home, or sometimes you could get to John Wayne. And I had not been home for like two weeks. And so in California, so I so like, I can't remember if I missed the plane or if the plane was canceled. And I was just like, look, you know, and back then they were pretty flexible about getting you home. And lots of times either they'll put you up in a night, a decent hotel, or they would put you on another airline. Or if they couldn't get you back home. And so finally, I was like, hey, can you, you know, like, look, I have been home. And if you're really nice, of course, they try to help you more. It's like, I have been home for two weeks. 
is there any way I can get home tonight? You know, I I appreciate the opportunity to sleep in a hotel here um, and then go in the morning. But even if I make it at midnight, I would love to sleep in my own bed tonight. And the woman goes, let me see what I could do for you. She flew me from Cleveland to Washington, (laughs) D.C., Which is oh, the oh, wrong way. Right. <laughs> I I don't know if you know this, but like Washington D.C. is East Coast, not right. the West Coast. <laughs> and then from Washington D.C. to I want to say like Denver. <laughs> and then when I got to Denver, the when you go from Denver, they could fly to John Wayne or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fine. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But John Wayne closes at ten o'clock at night. Because they have like final like, and the plane was running late when I got to Denver. So the thing is that they couldn't fly me back home to John Wayne, so they flew me to LAX and they put me into a shuttle and took me to John Wayne. Was that worth it for you? Because I feel like had you just waited, you could have had your direct flight and gotten home at the same time. You know what? I think it was something like something that should have been like a six hour flight turned out to be like 12. Oh my right. God. Wow. <laughs> but I slept in my own bed that night. Okay. <laughs> By that night, do you mean like four or five in the morning? <laughs> you know what? So it, the L, uh, I'm sorry, John Wayne closes at 10. So they were going to miss it by just a little. So I think. That means I flew in. It, it had to be something like midnight or something like that. But essentially, I spent the whole day on planes and airports. But it was worth it to sleep in my own bed. And, yeah. and be with my wife. I know what you mean. One yeah. extra night, you know. So, yeah. just as importantly, being home with my wife is, I really should say, was really nice. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. She, she was beginning to forget what I looked like. Oh, no. so was this in the age before like FaceTime? This is before FaceTime texting. Um, I got just got my first cell phone. You know, mm-hmm. the, the cell phone was like, you know, big. You know, the Zach Morris phones. It wasn't like the big, huge ones, but it, it still was okay. something that you could whack someone with <laughs> yeah, okay. self, if if self defense was required. So, nice. Okay, I wanted to ask, what is kind of similar to this? Kind of building on this, what's the first thing you do when you get home from a trip? Take a shower. Was that unexpected? Well, okay. On that trip, that took twelve hours. Did you travel when you or shower when you got home? You know, the thing is that when I travel, even this is even a pre-COVID age, it's just like, you know, like, for example, when I came back from that trip, I had been in the same clothes for something like two days or something like that. I mean, like, if it's a short trip, but also I just feel like when you're, I mean, I'm not a germaphobe or something like that, but I just feel like I'm a complete hot mess. So, I mean, I just, even if it's just like a five minute shower, just jump in the shower, do take a shower, clean up, and then like hang out on the sofa and talk to my wife. If that was before when I was traveling alone. Nowadays, um, 
I guess <laughs> I threw all the clothes into the washing machine. How responsible. <laughs> because I hate, I hate the next day. It's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, all I do is just throw everything in the washing machine and just start up the washing machine because I hate it. Like the next day is just like, oh my God, this house is a mess because yeah. like yeah. of all the travel stuff. Yeah. So and it, and it's really easy, right? Because essentially your suitcase is your laundry basket because everything's dirty by then. So. Right. Now we hate that. All right. So, Shower and laundry. Very responsible. Not very, <laughs> not very sexy, but it's just one of those things. It's just like, and then once that is just like laid out, watch television, whatever you know, mm-hmm. just like, and then I think the next thing is kind of. Try to find food, like go to the grocery store and f- try to find food. Because yeah. usually, you know, like two weeks, everything's bad in the fridge. So, right. Yeah, kind of responsible. But, you know, usually I like to come back one day early before I had to go back to work because I like to have one day just as vacationing for my vacation. Definitely. Nice. So, then what is your drink of choice on an airline? Scotch. Oh, wait. Alcoholic? <laughs> wait, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? You tell me. Dealer's choice. What's your drink of choice? Okay. If I'm if I'm not drinking alcohol, it's got to be either ginger ale or Bloody Mary mix. Mm. Just the mix? Just the mix. No alcohol in it. Oh, isn't that just tomato juice? <laughs> Um, it's to yes. be, it's <laughs> with horseradish sauce in it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think um, Katharina used to tell us that, like, when you're on a plane, like, you lose some sense of your taste because of the pressure or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I, I feel like, I mean, a ginger ale makes my tummy feel better, um, and tomato juice, I can actually taste it. Um, but if I'm actually drinking, I'm I'll have a scotch or okay. whiskey. Straight. On the rocks or neat? Oh. Neat. I'm I'm a neat person. I'm not even okay. a water person on the side. Wow. So. Loaded. Okay. Um, I have a really random question. Uh, it's what's your favorite type of donut? <laughs> <laughs> um, Boston cream. Yeah. Those are good. Okay. And then if not Boston cream, anything with jelly in it. Really? You're like a filling type of person. Yeah, I, I want something okay. in my donut. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. It's like having pudding and pudding and a donut, not just a donut. That's true. That it's like one. <laughs> so yeah, it makes it worth it. Um but on that note, a similar question is what is you know how obviously airlines give you free snacks what's your favorite snack and which airline gives it to you <laughs> oh, oh um what they're biscotti airplane airplane cookies biscotti yeah, yeah. No, are they biscottis what are those um no. biscoffs biscoffs Biscoff. yeah biscoffs are the best yeah, they are 100 same i agree <laughs> but is that delta i, I think, think it's, it's- it's Delta used to be the only ones, but I think I feel like I just got one and I flew like American or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
But I get excited when I see those coming out. (laughs) They're like, cookie or pretzel? I'm like, cookie. Cookie. (laughs) You know, the thing with Biscoff, you know, I don't know if you, you, I would get Biscoff. I mean, I love the Biscoffs. And I was learning that essentially Americans learn to eat Biscoffs from airplanes because of that. And then um, I love getting them from Costco. Sometimes they sell huge packs of Biscoffs at Costco, too. I've seen them, but I don't buy them because I feel like it's an airplane. It's an airplane thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I wouldn't eat this at home. This, I have to eat it on the airplane. Leave it for the airplane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, <laughs> what sort of gifts do you buy for your daughter while you're traveling? What's like the ideal gift for her? Um, I try to find something that relates to the city that I'm in. Okay. So she can identify it. So when I went to Austin, I bought her a t-shirt that had um, the bats. Mm, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, it's like a t-shirt and the bats glowed in the dark and she absolutely loved it. And then when I went to Houston um, on travel... I brought her back um, a Barbie, but it was the astronaut Barbie. How cute. Oh. I like that. So any city I go to, there's it's always something representative of the city and the culture there. So she gets an impression where daddy has been. And then when she goes, it's like, oh, this is where astronauts are from. My dad brought me something back from here. Oh, I want to go, you know, I hope one of these days she gets to travel to these places as well. So I like to give her also a sensation of what the rest of the country's like. So that's always my goal is to find something that's related to the local culture. Nice. I like it. Um, Okay, my last question is also still airplane related. Are you a window or aisle person i was gonna add middle but i don't think anyone's a middle <laughs> seat person yeah pervert, like mm. a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. um i am generally an aisle person um yeah. it i'm i mean i'm not huge but it just like i like sticking my legs out into the aisle definitely get the be- the more like space in the aisle mm-hmm. yeah it feels like it's more open because at least one arm you know it's kind of like you got space to lean out into the aisle when people aren't moving through there um it's easier to get to the bathroom you don't have to jump over two people or one person um yeah. so i'm generally an aisle person cool uh-oh emily i think you're up oh no you want to start on I want to hear a tough question from Kristen for you. Do I have <clears throat> this? None of my questions are tough, but um, me, me neither. I know, Emily. It seems like you have traveled a lot. What is your earliest travel memory? Okay, earliest travel memory. I'm ooh, I'm gonna tr- hmm, I'm gonna try I always think of my early I try to remember my earliest memories that are not 
triggered by like video or photographs. I just want to know if like what yeah. memory, and I don't know if things are, if I actually remember them, right? If I remember them or not? Um, let me think. Earliest travel memory. I oh, that was probably. Um, I remember. Okay, I, this is there's a photograph of this. So again don't know if this is real memory or just because of the photograph but I went to Vietnam for my birthday slash Christmas because birthdays on the 13th Christmas is 25th so we did a Vietnam trip family to visit family and I remember when we celebrated my birthday I sat on my grandpa's lap and blew out the candles And then I remember after that, there are no photographs of this, but my cousins and I like running around outside of the house. Um, I think it was my aunt's house or grandparents' house or someone's house. We were running outside. It was nighttime. It was humid still. Um, And I think we were just playing tag or just like knocking on the windows and just causing trouble for the adults. But I think that's my earliest memory of not home. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. You. Your All turn's right. in. So, this is kind of curiosity for me. Um, a, do you have a camera or a video cam, or and if you do, do you take it with you um, on a on a trip? I this have, is like a vacation. I have a phone. That can do both. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yes. So I use my phone. I have an iPhone and I will take all the photos and all of the videos. Videos are like not hard, but like videos are just not as common these days because we just like, or I'll just take out my video or my phone and just take like a couple seconds of like food or like this area or whatever it is. Whereas I remember when I was growing up, my parents had like a full on like video camera with the high eight tapes that they would bring everywhere, like full on film, like a tape hand recorder or whatever it's called. Yeah. And they would record everything. Like we would just leave it on and just like record our entire day. Um, But yeah, now I just have my phone. I did, I think like before iPhones, pre-iPhone, I had a, um, or I used my mom's digital camera and, and then we lost it. So that was sad. (laughs) Yeah. I don't actually know where that went. I think, I think it was lost like after a vacation, but also after we had saved those photos. So it wasn't a total loss. Not total loss. So I only ask that question because, A, you're younger than I am. Um, When I used to travel way, way back, I've never owned a film camera with actually, like, film, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, film video cam, but I've owned film cameras. And back in the day, that's the only way that you're going to come back with any memories like that, you know. And as time has gone by, like, <clears throat> I mean, I, I still, up till recent. Well, I still recently. I the last trip I went when in two thousand nineteen, I went somewhere or two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. I can't remember, and um, I still brought a video camera 
I mean, it's a little tiny one with a gimbal and everything. And because the quality from a video camera was still better than my iPhone. But now my iPhone is so good between photographs and video, I have a hard time uh, justifying bringing another device with me. So, but you being younger and having grown up with these things, I was just like, I bet you she only uses her iPhone. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. I have a Polaroid camera, like Kristen also has, but I never take it out unless, yeah, I really never take it out. I haven't taken Polaroids in so long just because it's so big and I never know like what the, I only have so much film. Right. Like the right picture. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, like, when I used to bring cameras out, every t- time I would, like, touch the, um, like, take out my camera and press the button, I would say, I, this is what I used to do. It's like, press a button. It's like, that's $1. <laughs> that's how much it costs to develop one photograph. So, like, if you had a roll of 36, it costs essentially $36 to develop all those photographs. And back then, it'd be like the equivalent of like, now it'd be like 60 bucks for 30 photographs. Yeah. So, and do you remember like, in my, like, you would take pictures, and in my head, I'm like, that picture is going to be so sick. And then you get to develop, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And you had to wait to see what they all looked like. And yeah. Always had to focus. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, um, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Emily, (laughs) who is your favorite travel companion? Ooh. I like Uh my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I liked her as a travel companion when I was younger because she was the one putting all the details together and I would just have to like go with show her, up. right? Show right. up, right? And now as I've gotten older, she's completely given me like full reign on like what we do, where we go, um, pretty much. And so that's like really nice to have that freedom. But then also I'm like, I don't know. It's like, do we want to like jam pack one day or like rest and like spread out to two days? Like there's a lot of like those little tiny details um, where I'll still consult with her. And I'm like, would you rather do this or do this? Um, But she's still my favorite because she is almost always up for anything. Very rarely will she say no to something. Um, And we have like similar, I mean, she is my mom, so I feel like the way that she travels has also rubbed off on me in in the food and photo aspect, right? So food is not a priority, <laughs> as we've discussed, yes. and yeah. photos are the priority. It's like the experience yeah. and the memories are the priority. So I feel like that's what and and she pays for everything, so that's nice. <laughs> I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes, but ideally, like just in general, an ideal travel companion would just be someone who matches the vibe (laughs) who also doesn't isn't like super need to eat at every single place and more about the experiences but also not like super uptight about like we have to do things in this order um and also someone so someone who's like flexible 
but also like wants to do a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like that's all three of us in a sense. <laughs> we we should have work sponsor on international trip for us <laughs> yes. to research this. <laughs> all right. Uh What's the best bathroom you've ever encountered? The best bathroom? <laughs> oh my gosh. The... <laughs> I thought that would be the opposite for Kristen. <laughs> um, the best bathroom in in terms of like cleanliness, Japan. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I went to it was I the Tokyo sky tree i think yeah yeah and then um at the very top they have a bathroom and it feels like a spaceship but in a good way like a very like everything's so automated and it was just like sparkling white and like all the appliances talk to you <laughs> um, <laughs> the Jetsons. yeah so in terms of like just cleanliness and technology i guess uh japan and but in terms of like aesthetics, um, there's this bathroom in Portland, Oregon, and it's like if you take um, one of those tours to go to Multnomah Falls, which is like that famous double waterfall with the bridge that everyone goes to see. Um, the trip, I mean, the tour that I took, the first stop was actually to this building, like in the middle, on the top of this like viewpoint vista. Um, and it's literally just a bathroom and it's like the nicest, literally nicest, like the stones and granite that they use is like super luxurious. And it's just like, it's just bathrooms. <laughs> and that was a tour stop. And that was very interesting to me before we went to go see waterfalls. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Emily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my questions. How how do you document your trips? Like what do you do? Do you journal? Do you vlog? How do you keep the memories of your trips? Ooh. That's a great question. I nowadays it's simply photos mm-hmm. and like really short video clips. Uh and I'll turn on like the live photo feature. Oh yeah because you never know. Um, and then it like captures a little bit of video. But in the past, I would love to keep a travel journal. I did when I was like in elementary school, because I was a total huge journaler in elementary school. And I just think that's so fun to look back on like what I was thinking that time and also just look at my handwriting um, yeah. and, and read those. But I'm just, I don't, I feel like I don't have the patience or like the want to write things down in I don't know I I wish I could be a journaler but what I do like which I might start doing is what our friend Lee does and she sends like a postcard to herself like Mm -hmm. every day just just like bullet points of what she did that day which I think is cool oh wow that is pretty cool yeah but does that become tedious like finding the postcards I don't know. Because then I'm like, how much deep? I feel like the reason I was burnt out on journaling in general was just because I was too detailed. I would literally say like, what time I woke up, like, what restaurant we went, like, I feel like those are details, but also 
do I need to know those? Maybe I do. I don't like, I just got caught up in myself and I was like, I'm just going to take pictures. And <laughs> iPhones are so like high tech that at least you can, they'll tell you like where the picture was taken or like what oh, day yeah, was taken, yeah. you know, like that's a nice detail. Were you ever on that crazy scrapbook train like 10 years ago? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think I ever finished anything that I started, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> same girl, same. Uh, actually, kind of related, kind of not. But when I was in elementary school, middle school, um, I really wanted to like, again, this was partially started, never finished, but I had wanted to put together this scrapbook of all 50 states. And then I would like, take notes of like which states I'd been to and like add like when I went like where we visited and then like all in all the states I hadn't gone to yet I wanted to like put down like points of interest like what what I wanted to do if I'd gone to that state uh it was a very ambitious project and I think sure. I only got to like California and like Massachusetts because <laughs> those were like the two <laughs> states that I'd known the most at the time sure. yes can I offer something really nerdy? Please. For, so, in so I, I'm a recovering artist. So I was actually classically trained as an artist, and um, I used still go to a lot of museums, and w lots of museums won't let you bring in anything other than a pencil and paper, and some museums won't even let you take photos. And so I've gotten into the habit of sketching paintings or sketching some like if i'll uh go to a museum that won't let you take photos i would sketch the interior of the building and so i have i don't have a ton of them but i taught my daughter to do this along with me and she loves to do these little tiny sketches. Um, even if you can take a photo, she likes doing the little sketches, even though um, in like a little journal book. Did she inherit your artistic abilities? I don't know yet, honestly. Um, I don't know if she's an artist. Um, you know, the thing is that uh, she, it's funny, as parents, you want your kids you hope that your kids like what you like, but I'm not a pusher. I'm trying to find who she is. Yeah. So she likes to do art, but is okay. she an is artist? You know, is that her calling? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Emily, what's the, what's the worst seat in the plane? <laughs> the worst seat in the plane is a middle seat all the way in the back by the bathroom. Absolutely. I'm with you. <laughs> you cannot recline. You got the smellies of the bathroom. People are always like illegal? trying to walk in. <laughs> it's just too much. There's too many things. There's always like a ton of people hanging out yeah. back there next to the galley. Even though they're like, don't wait, like don't wait, don't line up. Like it will light up when it's occupied and you'll know when it's not occupied. But yeah. people will still line up. The the only thing um that match is close is the the very first seat where you get no leg room. Yes, that's true too. Ooh, are either of you emergency aisle seat people? Like, would you, if given the opportunity, would you sit in the emergency aisle or seat? I don't know what it's called. 
or would you like be like, no, I don't want that responsibility? <laughs> it. Uh, I don't like sitting in that aisle and doing it. It's just that some of those seats don't recline. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, some of them don't recline because they don't want the recline to block the uh, the the exit aisle if someone accidentally leaves it down. But you get extra leg room sometimes. Yeah, you do get extra leg room, but I admit I don't like that responsibility. <laughs> like you're supposed to help other people, and I feel like my instinct will just be like, save myself. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Every man for himself. Uh, for me, it's, I like having my bag easily accessible. I never really reach for anything unless it's like a longer flight where I, I want like a jacket or something. But I just like the easily accessible. If I ever need anything in my backpack, it's just right at my feet instead yeah. of like having to get up and like open the compartments. Uh, that's like my primary thing. Secondary is I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> like, please, yeah. no. Right. That's right. I forgot who can't keep things in the aisle there. Well, heck, man, we, I didn't think this was going to be so long, but man. No, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I thought it, it just feels like we started, so. <laughs> well, that just shows how much like random questions we have for each other that just don't fit in anywhere else. Oh, I have more. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, maybe we will probably do make this into a series of just random questions. Um, but thank you for listening this long and tuning in to our three or three plus questions. I didn't keep track. Um, podcast. <laughs> we hope that you guys had as much fun as we did. Let us know what you think. You can contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And if you're newer to our podcast, you can check out some of our older ones on Hong Kong, Vancouver, and even Florence, just to name a few. This is my line, right? Meet us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Ex- Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. And thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.